This is the daily podcast from St Paul's Knightsbridge, an invitation to pause for not more than 10 minutes each day to think, to reflect and to pray. This week, Phil Davis, Head of Future Programmes, reflects on stories in the news. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For as in one body we have many members, and not all the members have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually we are members one of another. Let love be genuine, hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with mutual affection, Outdo one another in showing honour. Do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Extend hospitality to strangers. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible... So far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. News stories in recent days about students starting at university during the time of pandemic drew my mind back to arriving as a fresher at Oxford on October 5th, 1999, exactly 21 years ago today. Freshers' Week, which ran from Tuesday till Sunday, sped by and felt like eternity at the same time. So much went on. We dressed in formal academic dress to matriculate in Latin ceremonies. We were handed reading lists which appeared to be books in themselves, although not not much was done with those in Freshers' Week. We familiarised ourselves with the great libraries and museums of our university. We socialised and went to parties, lots of parties. New relationships were formed, many of which would become lifelong friendships. This was a time for making new connections, for looking beyond ourselves and experiencing the world from a new vantage point. I loved it. However, there was one great complaint amongst the freshers, which was that cooking facilities weren't available to undergraduates, not even a microwave on a corridor. There was thought to be a conspiracy on the part of the fellows to limit our liberty and hinder our ability to live as grown-ups by forcing us to eat in hall under their gaze from high table. It wasn't until later in my time at college that I realised the wisdom of the fellows in apparently holding out against the trends of the time and encouraging us to eat together three times a day. A clause in the Founders' Statutes of 1274 reads, I enjoin the scholars above all things, in God's name and by their hopes of happiness both in this life and the next, that in all things and above all things they ever observe unity and mutual charity, 
peace, concord and love. I cannot help but think that the founder, Walter de Merton, sometime Lord Chancellor of England and Bishop of Rochester, had in mind chapter 12 of St Paul's Epistle to the Romans, which we have just heard read. St Paul writes, We who are many are one body in Christ, and individually we are members one of another, and love one another with mutual affection, and live in harmony with one another, and, if it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Living peaceably with all and loving our neighbour is never plain sailing, and is indeed hard work. But Walter understood, as did St Paul, that unity, mutual charity, peace, concord and love are necessary foundations for a life well lived. My college was founded over 750 years ago to promote this fullness of life, employing a quasi-monastic structure to college life. Members were to attend the daily cycle of offices in chapel, as well as mass on Sundays and festivals. They were to eat together at the common table, and they were to study in order, as St Paul has it, to be transformed by the renewing of their minds. Today this structure continues more or less unchanged. The offices of morning and evening prayer and the Eucharist are offered daily. The chapel is packed each Sunday evening by those of faith and of none attending choral evensong, gently encouraged by free drinks before dinner, rather like our customary drinks at St Paul's. And formal dinner in hall on Sunday evenings is usually oversubscribed. Why? Well, because today's fellows remain true to the Founders' vision that Merton College is far more than a place to study and pass exams, and is rather a place in which transformation and fullness of life are sought through intellectual sparring, yes, but also through eating together, physically and spiritually, and the building of community. We spotted who wasn't at lunch and would call on them to make sure they were okay, we sought out the more introverted characters and invited them to join us at dinner or in the bar. We were a community of people who looked out for one another. Nobody would be left out unless they really wanted to be. At a college reunion weekend about two years ago, I was struck that nearly 20 years on, the bonds of affection between the hundred or so of us from my year group remained strong, even amongst those of us who hadn't seen each other for many years. I doubt this would have been the case had we not eaten together every day during those formative times. I'm saddened that this year's freshers won't have the experience I enjoyed, but I hope that they will find in refectories, chaplaincies, libraries and common rooms the possibility of community, of new relationships, of spiritual care and even some fun, even if at an appropriate social distance. And for those of us whose freshers' days are long past, well, if we feel downcast at the prospect of a long winter in time of pandemic, we might reflect on St Paul's words, Do not lag in zeal, be ardent in spirit, serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope, be patient in suffering, persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints, extend hospitality to strangers. Mustering zeal and ardour of spirit might seem a bit beyond us at the moment, but bolstered by praying together, learning together and even eating together – groups of six are still allowed, don't forget – much is possible, even if we feel at times that our lives are somewhat limited and diminished. And if you need help imagining what this might look like for you, 
One of the team here at St Paul's will be delighted to have a conversation with you. Lord Jesus Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, we pray for the students of every nation. Guide them by your Spirit into all truth, and make them to know that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, that as they consecrate their lives to your service, they may find in you the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. <laughs>